rise and shine. Rise and shine, chop chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine, it's a beautiful day. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, and I'm gonna win. (laughs) Before we get going, a quick announcement. Starting today, you will see our transition to an updated format from our long-form format with an overarching main topic each week to focusing on mainly nerdy news with a much shorter episode so we can be a part of your morning without taking up too much of it. And uh, we will be aiming for each episode to run roughly 30 minutes, and we're excited to announce that we are adding Friday shows as well. That's right. So there will be no more need for our Rise and Shine weekly episodes that we've had on Fridays. So we will now be able to start uh, start your morning every day, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. with a more concise, nerdy morning news show right here on LTN Radio and Love Thy Nerds YouTube channel. And so let's get to our top story. Uh, Mozilla... The Mozilla Foundation warns that France's proposed web blocking law could threaten the free Internet. So let me give you this story. This is from Mozilla.org, essentially, uh, but it's a petition. Mozilla has started a petition to stop the French government from forcing browsers like Mozilla's Firefox, which is my typical go-to choice, forcing Mozilla's Firefox and others to censor websites at the browser level. Uh, They're saying that it would set a dangerous precedent, providing a playbook for other governments to also turn browsers like Firefox into censorship tools, says the organization. The government has introduced the bill to Parliament shortly before the summer break and is hoping to pass this as quickly and smoothly as possible. The bill has even been put on uh, accelerated procedure with a vote to take place this fall. Uh, The bill in question is France's SREN bill which sets a precarious standard for digital freedoms by empowering the government to compile a list of websites to be blocked. Wow. The Mozilla Foundation warns that this approach is uncharted territory and could give oppressive regimes an operational model that could undermine the effectiveness of censorships uh, of the circumvention circumvention tools. So rather than mandate uh, browser-based blocking, Mozilla thinks that the legislation should focus on improving the existing mechanisms already utilized by browsers, such as safe browsing and smart screen. The law should instead focus on establishing clear yet reasonable timelines under which major phishing protection systems should handle legitimate website inclusion requests from authorized government agencies. All such requests for inclusion should be based on a robust set of public criteria limited to phishing scam websites subject to independent review from experts and contain judicial appellate mechanisms in case an inclusion request is rejected by a provider. So essentially it's saying... First of all, we should make sure that it's not just some political party or, you know, mm-hmm. 
corrupt government saying, um, no, I don't want to see that from my opponent or whatever. Let's block that website. Right. Because that's essentially what it's giving. It's giving the government a uh-huh. heart blanche. Let's uh-huh. take it all out. You know, yeah. whatever we say goes and you have to block it mm-hmm. from anybody getting to see it. That's China level yeah. garbage uh, right I, there. As you were reading that, I was like, China? Yeah, that's like that's, that's like China that's... blocking Tiananmen Square uh, photos and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, they. I mean, <laughs> they have a whole um, di- different internet almost at this point. Yeah, yeah, they're limited on what they want. Like, you can even get you know American cable when you're over there, but they'll have malfunctions during news stories that aren't. <laughs> allowed to be seen oh oh no the feed cut out i wonder how that happened yeah i mean it's it it's just a little icky it it would set a dangerous precedent um censorship like this i think often does start with well-intentioned goals yeah absolutely but the people in charge of those mechanisms can change Mm-hmm. So there is no guarantee that the next person in charge will have the same goals or the same morality, mm-hmm. <laughs> the same scruples. Uh, it's giving the French government a level of power that could easily be, be misused by political officials. And once that once power like this is given to the government, the government never gives it back. No, never. And I can be like, oh, you meant to do this, but really you gave me this power. I'm, I'm going to give that back to you. <laughs> this is too much power for me. <laughs> I'm going to hand it over. Yeah. It's, so they're they're trying to kind of filter out the, the phishing. That's, that's the, that's things. the overall goal. Yes. Okay. Is phishing out. That's the, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the story. Phishing right. out the phishing website, the spam <laughs> stuff, phishing out. I'm using phishing too much uh, to, to block all the phishing sites uh, that they can find any, any website that is not running up to stuff. Legitimate. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. And again, that's, that starts as a mm-hmm. altruistic goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when it's this, that's like restricted Twitter, that's like Twitter, right? <laughs> Oh, we're gonna start blocking these things, and then that was yeah, that was a weird. And period. then they started blocking more things. Everything <laughs> that was a little. It, I mean, COVID times was a strange times. <laughs> COVID times was strange times, and again, I think you know a lot. You know, a lot of that censorship, I think, was designed initially to be helpful. Right. Like we don't want to spread misinformation. Right. The problem you guys was are seeing fake news. Who was deciding what was misinformation uh-huh. or not. Yeah. And yeah. on the tail end of it, a lot of it seemed to be at least partially correct or at least worthy of the discussion at the time. But, uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at here. You can't. So their hope here is rather you can they st- they're still allowing, hey, the government can still be a part of this. You can still submit websites that you would like us to vet. But we would need to have an independent review with experts that can tell whether or not this website should be included on the blocking list. And, yeah, I mean, and and a method for that website to appeal the blocking just in case there's wrong. Right. You know, if, they, if there was a sense. mistake or maybe mm-hmm. there was a, a code issue on their side, like, we're fi- we fixed it. We would like to be 
you know, mm-hmm. unblocked. Please put us back it's on gotta, the internet. Yeah, we can't, it can't <laughs> just be a sweeping thing. So yeah. if you want to see that petition, you can go to mozilla.org um, and sign it, I guess, uh, if, if that's up to you. Uh, in other nudes, nudes, wow, in other news today, before delivery service shutdown, Netflix is offering remaining customers up to 10 free mystery DVD rentals. So Netflix has been doing the delivery service for DVDs, the, you know, the mail stuff, uh-huh. and they're still doing it. Oh my gosh. They've been doing it for 25 years. I didn't know that. Yeah. But they are stopping at the end of next month. So September 29th is the day that it's going to go dark. Uh, That delivery service's final remaining customers can opt in to potentially receive up to 10 extra discs this month, this coming month. Uh, It says, let's have some fun uh, for our finale, says the email from the company. Customers won't know what movies they're going to get. The films are going to be chosen from what's in the queue. Mm-hmm. But it will be in their queue. Like, it'll be something that if you have a, a queue set up still for the mailing thing, which you should, you'll get 10 random things from the list, whatever they can. Okay. Netflix is, uh, this is from NPR here. Netflix's promotional email doesn't explicitly tell customers what to do with those discs. This is causing confusion among customers and debate among the members of online communities (laughs) like Reddit. But a Netflix spokesperson told NPR the company is indeed expecting to get those discs back as plans to release more specifics about when uh, winding down its DVD business in a month or so come out. Uh, Attorney Lindsay uh, Spiller of the San Francisco Entertainment and Business Law Firm Spiller Law said Netflix couldn't give the DVDs away even if it wanted to. Uh, Spiller said the filmmakers and property rights owners give Netflix a license and then they can sub license it to their subscribers, but they can't just give them away. Uh, they can't give anybody ownership because they don't even have ownership because huh. technically the DVDs still belong to the companies where they come from. Uh, at its peak, the service had 40 million subscribers for the male DVD uh, portion they had the first DVD Netflix ever shipped was Beetlejuice, and the most shipped DVD ever was The Blind Side. A quarter of a century later, Netflix has sent out more than 5 billion DVDs to customers since launching in 1998. The discs are not easily recyclable. Most of them end up in a landfill. So... I feel like they're saying, uh, so we're going to be shutting this down, and we're going to give you... 10 DVDs and they're kind of like not, not saying (laughs) don't, they're like, you know, if they accidentally keep them and we can write them off. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I think they're secretly expecting people to keep the DVDs so they don't have to deal with them anymore because the companies aren't going to want them back. Right. Because that's just garbage. They're going to have to throw away. Right. Exactly. But they also (laughs) will give uh, JC Finan. Thank you for that subscription. 30 months in a row. Um, It'll also give those companies an opportunity to sue Netflix if they explicitly say, yeah, keep these DVDs without yeah. giving them more money. So it's a weird limbo. Uh-huh. It's like they don't want you, they don't want them back, but they also don't want you to make money off of them. Uh-huh. And so it's like, well, darn, our customers, too many of our customers kept these DVDs. We can't afford to like 
sue them all. So I guess we're just going to give them amnesty. Like, I, I, how else would that work? Like, it would have to be that, right? Right. <laughs> or otherwise, they will all. End or they can like, can they charge you? A, do they charge you a fee when you don't return a DVD? I don't technically think so because I think the idea is you keep it as long as you want and then you return it. Mm. I don't think there's a limit as to how long you can keep it as long as you're still a paying subscriber. But I don't think would... there's I don't think there's a fee built in. Yeah. I'm like cuz that would get them around not selling it. They didn't sell it to you. They charged you a fee when you kept it. Maybe. And that's not but selling. But I don't think it. they want to do that either. They wouldn't want to like cuz that would that would make some people really angry. Yeah. <laughs> At the end that's of true. it. Well, you didn't tell me to return it, but now I've got a $85 charge for these 10 DVDs I kept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but uh, it's interesting. I can't. I still can't believe they're still doing it and that there's enough people. I guess there's not enough people to justify doing it anymore since right, it's going dark, but that there down, has yeah. been enough just, justification for the song. Who gets, I, wonder, I wonder if my sister still... She does Netflix. Does she? And I don't, I don't know if it's the DVD coming and going inside of it. I feel like if anybody still did the DVD, that would be your sister. She doesn't own a microwave, y'all. Full of DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> she does not own a microwave. <laughs> uh, all right. Lastly, for our news here, Nintendo confirms original Mario voice actor Charles Martinet is stepping back from recording. Martinet has been the voice of the legendary plumber since 1991. He'll be stepping back from recording character voices for our games and will now serve as a Mario ambassador, says Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo shared the news on Twitter saying fans can also expect a special video message from Sigiro Miyamoto and Martinet to arrive at a later date. Uh, it said, Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long, long time, as far back as Super Mario 64. Uh, it's actually further than that. He started with, uh, it wasn't an official Nintendo game, like for a system, I think. Mm -hmm. But it was Mario Teaches Typing, I believe, was the game. It was a PC game. Okay. But he was the voice for that, and that was like the first time he was the voice of Mario. <laughs> Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from recording the characters. He does Mario. He does Luigi, Wario. A couple other characters, too. I believe wow. are the main ones. Wow. Uh, it's been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank him and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video. Yeah. Uh, Martinet quote tweeted the Nintendo's post saying, my, adventure, my new adventure begins. You are all number one in my heart. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is interesting. Martinet won the job for Mario after a friend told him that there was an audition at a trade show where he needed to talk to people as a plumber. He obviously won the job. <laughs> the first voiced Mario at trade shows for a 3D version of the character was meant to be able to converse with attendees. His first video game appearance as Mario was in 1994. Okay, they have it on here. Mario teaches typing in 1994. Uh, but many came to know and love him in 1996 as Super Mario 64. He would continue to not only voice Mario, but Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, Metal Mario, Shadow Mario, Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, and more. Wow. <laughs> uh, so pretty much all the Mario so brothers. So they're losing all asked. of them. Yes. <laughs> they have to have a new character. Yeah. So are they going to get one guy to do them all? I would assume so. They're close enough in tone and timber that one person should be able to do it. Yeah. Back in 2021, Martin said, Martinette said that he wanted to voice Mario until I dropped dead. 
<laughs> While that dream appears to be over, it's reassuring to know he will still be spreading joy and happiness across the world with that iconic voice. Uh, I mean, there's been a little bit of fan theorizing that they're making him step down. Oh. Because, you know, he's in his he's in his mid-70s, mid to late 70s at this point. Mm-hmm. When you get that old voicing a character, it becomes noticeable. And I think it was more noticeable in some of the later games um, that it was already starting to affect his voice. Mm. Because you could hear that there was a lot that was taken from previous games. Oh. But the new stuff that was recorded for that game sounded different, older. Like, I, I compare it to the actress uh, behind Marge Simpson. Mm-hmm. Listen to the first 20 years of The Simpsons, and it all sounds the same. You listen past a certain point, and she sounds so much older. Mm-hmm. Like, she sounds like the voice that she did for Marge Simpson's mom. Like, just really, like, automatic. Oh. <laughs> like, you can hear it in voice actor that goes for that long. Right. And so, I mean, I can understand mm-hmm. it if it was a... Nintendo-based thing. It doesn't say whose idea it was or if it was a joint decision, mm-hmm. but I can understand. I can understand the need, yeah, to move on at a certain mm-hmm. point. Um, but it's kind of sad. So with with AI, can they just not? Can they just have his voice? Oh, that's interesting. You See, know? I mean, it's not like he's passed away or anything. They could get his permission. They could pay him royalties. Yeah, I bet uh, that's that's an interesting thought. Yeah. And they they're not they have kind of refused to answer if they're recasting him or not. It's just yeah. like there will be a voice. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. The the first project that's supposed to feature a new Mario voice is Wonder, which is the the preview that I showed you oh, early yeah. on in the show. Yeah. Uh Martinet is not a part of that. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what they do. Uh Mosaic. but to honor oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mosaic fan art says and that's why they are striking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so to honor Charles Martinet, we have compiled some of his most memorable Mario lines in a nice little compilation for you. I'm a look better when I'm standing still. It's me, Mario. Let's go. Mamma mia. Yahoo. So long, Bowser. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mario Kart. Select the level. Hurry up already. Nice shot. Wonderful. Oh. Ho, 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 ho. Poor Mario. Oh, yeah! Oh, boy! I'm gonna win! Hey! Come back here! Game, set, match! Super Mario Sunshine! Woohoo! Arrivederci! The horror! Mamma mia! Nintendo! Come back here, you big monkey! Next level games is Nintendo! Let's do this! Super Mario 3D World! It's about time! Ah, princess, what a beautiful evening! Oh yeah, Mario time! Woohoo! Meow! Materoni! Vermicelli! Vermicelli! Matriacini! Perciatelli, ravioli. Ah, 
Cappellini. Mm, mm, lasagna. Eh, tortellini. Cappellini. <ride> Al Mario. Oh, spaghettoni. Too much. It's perfect. That wraps up today's news, and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our Discord Shinies chime in on their fairy favorite Mario games from the Martinet era. And we'll share today in nerd history. Stick around. Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Charles Martinet will be stepping down as the voice of Mario and will serve Nintendo as Mario Ambassador. Martinet has been the voice of Mario since 1991 and had a small cameo role in the recent Super Mario Bros. movie, The End of an Era. We're sad to see him go, but glad he's sticking around to be an ambassador, whatever that means. We got a brand new trailer for Zack Snyder's upcoming sci-fi movie, Rebel Moon, which stars Sophia Boutella, Charlie Hunnam, and Anthony Hopkins as the voice of Jimmy. This is the movie that Snyder's making with Netflix after Disney declined the pitch for Star Wars, and it could maybe possibly have to do with the fact that this movie's rated very R. Ed Screen, another star in the movie, described it as Star Wars, but with sex, violence, and swearing. Personally, pass. Sony gave us a closer look at their upcoming handheld and revealed its name, PlayStation Portal. Sort of like PlayStation Portable, but without the b. Many news outlets got a hands-on look at the device, and the general consensus is that it's cool, but probably not for everyone. The $200 price tag may be worth it to some for the DualSense features and large screen, but if you're looking to play without Wi-Fi, keep looking because it fully relies on remote play. Personally, pass. Looks like we'll have to wait a little longer to see Paul Atreides do his thing as Dune Part 2 has been delayed from November all the way to March. This is most likely due to the ongoing writers and actors strike. Even if filming is complete, they may want to wait until the actors are able to promote the film. This is disappointing. For me personally, fall and winter movies are just more exciting than the beginning of the year movies. I'm trying to roll up with that pumpkin spice, you know what I'm saying? That Arrakis pumpkin spice, uh, ha, ha. If you're a fan of simulator games like Flight Simulator, Farm Simulator, Pressure Washing Simulator, this ain't for you. Pigeon Simulator was announced at Gamescom, promising the opportunity for gamers to live out their fantasies as a pigeon, but also do things like you know, murder people and blow things up. Kind of like a pigeon game, but if Zack Snyder directed it. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Steven, and thanks again for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. As we mentioned earlier in the show, Charles Martinet, the voice of Super Mario, as well as a handful of other Mario Kingdom characters, is stepping down. We asked our Discord Shinies what their favorite Mario game during the Martinet era was, which 
would be from the N64 to now. And here's what you had to say. All right. So first off, we have uh, Toffee, back-to-back champ Toffee uh, in our chat. He said, my favorite uh, simply has to be Super Mario Galaxy, a timeless classic Mm -hmm. from the Wii. I can remember this being the game that I played most as a small child. I can vividly remember Saturday mornings waking up earlier to race to our living room so I could play Super Mario Galaxy, playing with my dad or just by myself. The graphics were amazing and the story was impeccable. He's really reviewing it here. (laughs) Every boss fight was a work of art, and the music was chef's kiss. My first time 100%ing the game was a a truly a memory to behold until I found out that I had to do it all again with Luigi to truly beat the game. Definitely my favorite Mario game of all time and a top tier game in general. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a little weird. The mechanics of that game were a little weird. I couldn't really, like, get into them over a standard Super Mario 3D game. I Uh, remember watching you play. I mean, we have it still. I think we rebought it for the the Switch with the 3D World Hmm. thing that they came out with. Um, I bet our, I bet our boys would like playing it. Uh, Eli and I played it a little bit together where I let him be Mario and I was like the little star getter. Oh, yeah. yeah. You did that for me. Star. Yeah. yeah. My star getter. I don't play video games. I have an anger problem. <laughs> and so it's if I can't get something, the <laughs> controller's going to go through the TV. That's why so. you're so good at Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Super <laughs> Smash Bros. You just bang on the buttons and somehow you win every time. I don't understand. Uh, okay. So the question was specifically phrased from the N64 to now, what's your favorite Mario game? Okay. And it was at this point that most people just threw that out the window <laughs> and just started answering what their favorite Mario game was, no matter when. <laughs> so we're going to see a lot of different answers, but that's okay. Uh, Miss said, <laughs> going back into obscure branded games, the Game Boy Mario Golf games were her favorite, but also the original NES uh, Mario Brothers. They were my first forays into the whole gaming thing and have stuck with me. Josh the Boss says, I don't have one from 64 on. He said, Super Mario World is where he stopped, which would have been the Super Nintendo version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I told him I didn't believe him. And he said, it's true. I never had a 64 or a GameCube. My wife got a Wii, but ended up selling it after the Wii U came out. Uh, he said the last game that he played was Super Mario All-Stars, uh, which was when they collected the NES Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3, and mm-hmm. then what they called the Lost Levels, which was the real Super Mario Brothers 2 from Japan that they thought Americans uh, yeah. were too stupid to play. <laughs> uh, and they were right. That game was hard. I hate it. <laughs> uh, Viridian to the Cow says Super Mario 64 is still his favorite. Uh, he also, we, we also had a discussion on whether or not we were counting Super Smash Brothers mm-hmm. as Mario games. And I mm-hmm. said, yeah. Because Super Smash Brothers is a play on Super Mario Brothers, and Mario is still a front-facing character. It's like, it's his house, no matter how many guests arrive. (laughs) It's still his house, you know? Uh, (laughs) Mosaic Fan Art said, uh, is it bad that I never played video games as a kid, unless you count Space Invaders, Asteroid, and Tempest at the bowling alley when my grandpa took me to the bowling alley? When I was a kid, the Atari came out, but only rich kids had them. Hopefully, you could find a friend who had a console and get a, get to play Missile Command. We didn't own an NES until the early 90s, which I still have. That's amazing. Does it still work? Uh, but never got anything else until my children got interested and bought a GameCube. 
Uh, he said, what's the one where Mario has to spray water all over everything? I remember really enjoying watching my son play that one, other than Super Mario Kart. But to be honest, all I, I always play is Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Mario Kart counts, and Super Mario Sunshine is the game that he's talking about. Uh, he said, yes, fun game. Wandering Knight says, Super Mario 64 and Mario Maker are probably the two that have influenced me the most, but Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World are the two that I have played the most and have the most nostalgia for. If we count Mario Kart, I've played a ton of Double Dash and Super Smash, uh, but I'm going to declare those not Mario games for me personally. Um, well, whatever, I guess. <laughs> That's how I roll since so when I was 9 or 10, my cousin dropped me off at his house and drove away on his quad runner to be a jerk. Uh, I'm in a wheelchair, so leaving wasn't possible. I played his NES for hours until he came back, but I eventually beat Super Mario Brothers 3, which is my favorite now because that Bowser ship level is so fun. <sighs> Wow. I never got to beat Super Mario Brothers 3 when I was a kid. It was also my favorite Mario Brothers game until Super Mario World came out. I never beat that Bowser ship level hmm. until I got to play it on the Switch where you could rewind whenever you died. <laughs> <laughs> I just could not get the rhythm. It's where I don't know if you remember it. I, I think Where I did. All I the think... bullets and everything are just coming nonstop mm -hmm. from every angle. Mm -hmm. I could never get the rhythm to get through it. <laughs> and so I played it. I'm like, I'm just going to beat it. I don't care if I have to cheat. I'm going to beat it. And did the rewind feature uh, 50 <laughs> times throughout all those levels <laughs> to beat it. But I finally did and got to see how it ended. <laughs> Mosaic also added that they love Mario Party later on. Mario Party's fun. Oh, yeah. It's we haven't long. played that in a while. We need to. Yeah. There's a fun way to play it that I've been watching people do online now. Oh, yeah. Where you try to lose. Okay. And it's much harder. Really? <laughs> it's much harder to lose than you think. If everyone else is also yeah, if everybody's trying, trying to lose. That. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Could see <laughs> what that. they would do for games where you're going like head to head in teams, uh -huh. everybody would switch controllers and then try and win for their opponent. Oh, kind of thing. That's if it was something cool. like that. That's Instead cool. of just sitting there forever. Right. You know, there has right. to be a winner. Right. <clears throat> uh, and then we have three maker last here saying, uh, I'm old school, super Mario brothers three and super Mario brothers. DS, uh, will always hold a special place in my heart. Super Mario brothers. DS. Was there a separate thing? I don't know if she's talking about the 64 version that came out with the DS originally. Or if she's talking about the like the new Super Mario Brothers, one or the other. I don't know. The handheld uh, the handheld games on Game Boy and DS hold the most let's go hours for me. Mario Kart and Party had their time, but the other games hold soft spots for me as well. JC Phenom here in our chat says played Mario Odyssey with my son this uh, this morning. Playing as the hat is a bit disorienting for me. <laughs> my wife's favorite is definitely Mario Party. So I played Mario Odyssey. We've started playing Mario Odyssey off and on uh, with Eli as well, with me mm -hmm. being the hat. I like being the hat. Being the hat's fun because you get to kind of control where he goes and he's just flying. And so you can... It's, it's, it's an interesting mechanic for sure. It's fun. I would like... I would like a 3D game where you could just both be there. If it could be Mario and Luigi in a 3D game. And yeah, I don't think they've offered yeah. that yet. They've had it in the side-scrolling ones that they've come out with recently. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that's a little bit more difficult, but I wouldn't even mind a split screen. Let's do a split screen version. I don't care. Let's just you know, make it like Mario Kart and have half and half. You know, on the screen. Right, right. But it's something like that should be possible. Why aren't we doing they it? They do it in Minecraft, right? Yeah. You play together yeah. in a world. Why can't we do that? Yeah. Come on. 
Marimoto, let's get on it. Uh, all right. Well, thank you to our shinies for sharing their favorites with us today. Uh, to chime in yourself and get involved in the show behind the scenes, you can join the Love Thy Nerd Discord, visit Channels and Roles, and select Rise and Shine Nerds, and then boom, you're in. Find it at lovethynerd.com slash discord. Now to wrap up the show, it's time for Today in Nerd History. Today in Nerd History. Today's date is August 28th. On August 28th, 1963, Martin Luther King Jr. gave his historic I Have a Dream speech, in which he calls for an end to racial discrimination and segregation, and shares his vision of a more just and equal society based on the principles of the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, which is going to make the rest of these sound silly. On August 28th, 1993, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers premiered. This popular American superhero TV series featured a team of five teenagers with attitude who use special powers and giant robots to fight against the evil forces of Rita Repulsa. And on August 28th, 2000, the original Mario Tennis game was released. This sports video game developed by Camelot Software Planning and published by Nintendo for the Nintendo 64 introduced Waluigi and reintroduced Princess Daisy and Birdo to the Mario franchise and featured a variety of tennis matches and modes with characters, courts, and scenarios based on the Super Mario series. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, find the companion article on lovethynerd.com. We hope you have a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel, so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder... Jesus loves you, nerds.